Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. Could you believe it's March and it is snowing out here in New York on this Saturday while we're recording? And you know what? I'm appreciate the beauty of the snow. That's what I'm going to focus on. But I'm just itching for the sun to come back out, the weather to just be a little bit warmer, to hug us and talk to us. So, guys, welcome back. Of course, we have another super amazing guest here to grace you with her presence, to grace you with some knowledge nuggets, to help you move your life forward in whatever aspect. I am so excited to introduce Sherelle Bates. Sherelle is a change agent in business and in the lives of others. She believes that information and considering multiple perspectives are keys to creating change. She shares her experiences and other content driven by the desire to see everyone succeed and live an abundant life. More than just financially, but with whatever currency makes a person feel wealthy and fulfilled. Only the individual or person knows what that is, and it is her desire to draw it out. Sherelle, thank you for being here. Welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, so I always ask my guests, it's the common question I always ask at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Ooh, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that should be the easiest question to answer, but often the hardest question to to answer. Um, So a little bit about me. I now reside in Richmond, Virginia, but I'm born and raised from in Brooklyn, believe it or not. So so you're dodging Uh, the snow out here. (laughs) Yes, but we have a little rain supposedly going into snow down here. (laughs) But I felt a little bad with your intro because I'm like, "Mm, we just had 70 degrees the other day. And I think we're going back up on another Tuesday or so. And I'm like, I feel a little bad (laughs) because yes. I left New York for a reason, and that was one. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but simple person, married. I have three beautiful children. Well, they're actually all adults now. I am an empty nester, and um, decided that you know, as an empty nester, I'm going to live my third best life and create the world that I want. You know, the first life. You're a child. You don't have many choices. Right. You're going with the flow. The second life, you're making all these young choices that you're committed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now stepping into a little bit more, you know, I'm adulting a little bit more and I've decided I'm going to create what that looks like. And and really for me, that's about serving people and offering different perspectives um, to just help them to become fans of themselves and step into what they want and be feel fulfilled. Stepping into your purpose. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. So I'm going to digress for 2.5 seconds, guys. And I'm sorry, this is where the selfish side of me. At what age do you find yourself as an empty, not your personal age, but is when your child going to college considered empty nesting? Okay, yes. so I'm, I'm going to be an empty nester and join you in September, in August, actually, when my son goes away. So I'll join you yes. in that mission. Yes. <laughs> the trick of it is, you know, make, well, I don't want to say making sure they don't come back, but the trick of it is sometimes they do try to come right. back. And, you know, that happened, especially with the pandemic with our kids. And my, my husband and I were used to living a different lifestyle, you know, going out on dates, doing all that. We're like, wait, we're not, we're not ready for right. all of this again. Are you here? <laughs> you 
opened yeah. up the fridge again for the fifth time. Groceries <laughs> was a little cheaper without you being here. So, um, okay. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I had to put a selfish plug, guys, because I will be empty nesting starting yes. August. And a part of me is excited and worried. Like, you know, I only have one child. So it's like, he's been my life for everything. So I'm like, so what do yes. I do? So I told him I was going to replace him with a puppy. <laughs> Like when you're going to college and I think I'm going to replace you with a puppy. So I'll get it before you go to college so that you guys can get to know each other. But I feel like I was very honest. I was like, I need something to entertain me. Something I can kind of yell at when you didn't do something. I was like, I I, I feel like I have to kind of torture myself a little bit more. So it's interesting when your children figure out that you actually have a life. Yeah that you're an adult, you have friends like, Oh, you out here doing things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I never forget. There was one time, um, we were, we went out to dinner and they called and they were like, you're always out. Yes, boo. We had a life right, before you. Right. And, and we put a lot on pause with you. Yes. Yes. Time to shine. Exactly. yes. Sorry exactly. guys. I had to digress to that. Cause I'm like, mm, my months are coming up. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, Cheryl, something that you, t- oh, Cheryl, I am so sorry. Cheryl, something that you really talk about all the time is your definition of overwhelm. What is your definition of overwhelm? Yes. So when I first started really thinking about this, it was because I had several conversations with different people, whether it was my clients or friends, you know, where they just get to a point where they feel stuck. Mm. They start thinking about all of the things that they have to do. And they don't know where to start right. first. Right. <laughs> right. It's like you, you know, they don't know where to move mm-hmm. and, and you feel this sense of urgency and pressure that everything has to be done at the same exact time. Yeah. Um, you feel this, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's 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 all of the responsibilities that you've committed yourself to yeah. and all the things that you've promised that you haven't delivered on or that you know you have to deliver yes. on. And I I try to, to give a visual. I try to describe it as this tunnel, mm. a tunnel or a tube that has all of these rocks in front of mm. it. The tunnel is supposed to flow and allow, you know, your mental thoughts, your emotions to just flow. But it now has all of these rocks and each rocks, rock represents a responsibility oh, or commitment. And it blocks everything up and you're like, it, nothing can flow and you feel stuck. Oh, I and love that, that metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> it makes absolute sense. You think it's exactly what you said. This tunnel supposed to like free flow and then you add these yes. rocks. So then some stuff is flowing, yes. but then there's more rocks and some stuff is flowing. Some stuff is still flowing, but then things are just like pressuring and being filled yes. up because it can't filter through. I love it. And that it does yes. make sense when it comes to overwhelm and Um, I think a lot of women feel a lot of overwhelm in their roles, especially as moms, especially um, getting into the career world. As you've seen, uh, things have shifted. Uh, Women now are the primary breadwinners in, 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 you know, things have shifted from what they were before, from when our parents were growing up. Absolutely. And so could you imagine that burden and that feeling and then about the male role? That overwhelming yeah. feeling if you are with yeah. like an alpha female or you know <laughs> what you know yes, what, yes. what that looks like. So that is I, I love that metaphor, guys. 
Think about a tube with rocks in it. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. <laughs> so then, okay, so you're feeling this overwhelmed. And what should you do when you're feeling overwhelmed? So the first thing I would say, so I have these six steps and, and I figured out these six steps again from these conversations yeah. and also realizing what, what I do. And I started repeating myself over and over again. I was like, you yeah, know, this is the thing. Let me write this mm-hmm. down. So um, the first thing I would say to do is just stop. Mm. Just stop everything. It's the hardest thing in the world to do because you always feel like you got to get to the next I'll thing. Go, go, go. And all of it. You had to get it all done. Right. But I would just say stop. And for me, sometimes I'll go into a different room. Mm-hmm. So I work out of my home. So I'll have my home office. But um, if I, I feel like that, OK, this is too much. I will go into a different room and I'll just sit. I just need to stop and sit and take three deep breaths, counting four in, counting four mm-hmm. out. The objective here is to just reset. Just to just, okay, let's take a moment. <laughs> let's shift it. Yep. And shift it. Because what we're trying to do is de-escalate the heightened emotion that we're feeling in that moment. Yes. And so I say take at least three deep breaths, but you know, do more if you feel like you need more. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people may need to just take some time and do some mindfulness meditation with a calm app or a headspace. You can do that as well. But the objective is just to kind of relax yourself so that you can begin to do the work ahead. And then the next step, I would say, is to do a brain dump. Mm-hmm. I love brain dumps. I love where you're going with yes. this, you know, as a therapist. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let them know about the brain dump. <laughs> Get it all out of your head. Um, don't, you know, you mentioned that we, especially as women have, or get caught up in so many things. We have so many hats that we wear in life. And what you're feeling are the responsibilities to those hats. So sometimes we have the the tendency if we're writing our lists out to categorize them. Don't categorize it yet. We're going to get to that. Mm -hmm. The first mission is get it out of your head. Mm -hmm. Because what happens when you write it down, we can do it on our computer or our phone, but there's something different about writing it down. You process it It is different. you You can type... But you can go back and correct when you're typing. Yes. The thing with letting it go and releasing, and something I always tell a lot of my clients in therapy, is that there's this sense of releasing. Not not only, um, I I, I categorize it as like a soda bottle. You're like opening up, you're releasing the pressure of that soda bottle that's been shaken. But just that writing is like therapeutic to your hands, tactile, you know, um, where you can put things and be you. And not censor yourself because when you're typing, you have autocorrect. You can go back, you can delete, you can be like, nah, you know, this is being you. And I and I love that about brain dumping. So I'm excited that that's part of one of your six things. It's the first. It's the first thing you got to do. Well, second thing, you have to like get it all out. But the other thing to your point about writing it down and processing, you're acknowledging that it's a thing, right? Because sometimes when your head, it's in your head. You put it to the back of your mind sometimes, like, I can't deal with that now. I can't deal with that now. And that's part of the rock, right? Because it builds up. But now you're saying this is this is a thing. And you're literally, to stick with the metaphor, taking the rock and you're putting it off to the mm-hmm. side. And so you're starting to free up the tunnel. And the more you write, the more you begin to free up yes. the tunnel. Yes. And so you just are constantly just moving it over. Anything that you can think of. Like anything that passes through your head, I don't care how silly you may think it is. And in fact, what I want us to avoid doing as we're writing it, 
besides not categorizing is not labeling yes. it, not labeling it good and not labeling it bad. It's just something that needs to, you feel that needs to get done or an emotion you have, just get it out of your head. And the last thing I would say as you're brain dumping is don't add an emotion to mm. it because if it's something you've promised, you're going to feel bad that I didn't do it, right? Um, if it's something that if you if you promised it and you haven't done it, you're going to feel bad that you didn't do it. And so try to avoid adding an emotion to it. Just get it out of your head. Yeah. And then from there, you categorize it. Going back to the mm-hmm. hats. Um, I know for me, I'm a mom. Um, I'm a wife. Um, first of all, and should have been first, there's me. Right. <laughs> I, I have to take care of me first. Um, and then, you know, I'm pivoting my current business. I'm a management consultant and I'm pivoting to a um, business by which I'm providing coaching through content. So that's a whole new thing. Um, I have my mom um, who I love and adore. And so there's just so many responsibilities. And so that's when I start creating the categories and taking what I've written down and beginning to bucket those things under those categories. Yes, it absolutely does. Because you're you're focusing, what happens is when we feel overwhelmed, we're putting everything in that same basket. So now what you're doing is like you're sorting out laundry, the color, the dark, the whites. Like you're just separating everything out in order for you to do laundry, the towels, the bed sheets, everything where you're just like, and you're not just taking the whole laundry bag and looking at it and it's like, we're all about metaphors today. I, pre- I realize that. I, love- <laughs> I was about to say, I think we're about to steal that. <laughs> this is I'm, all, I'm always all about metaphors, but I just realized that I'm like, we're just having a whole metaphoric conversation. This yes, whole session. I love that. <laughs> it gives a very real visual, yeah. right, of beginning to separate what um, what falls under what. And, and then from there, once you have it, categorized, the next thing to do is to prioritize it. So you take each bucket and you prioritize the each bucket. And so the thing about this, it's, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, the sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. You feel like everything needs to be done right now. And that's not true. As you're going through your list, you really need to say, okay, <laughs> first of all, should this even be on this mm-hmm. list? <laughs> Is it that important? Is it that important? Can this wait? Is this a year from now? Like, what am I? What am I doing here? And then, what is most important to you at that moment? Um, and also, what, especially if it's about giving your word or keeping a promise, what do you have to deliver on first? Mm. Um, and so, and beginning to put that in order first. You're prioritizing what's important. And for me, I always end up um, between prioritizing and the next part, which is delegation, which is huge. Huge. I toggle between those two, right? So delegating as you're prioritizing says, do I have to be the one to do this? Can I assign this to someone else? Can I get help to relieve this? Yes. 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 I am a firm believer that DIY is overrated. Mm. Not have to do everything yourself. <laughs> Listen, and everyone has different skill sets, right? You might as well go on exactly. Fiverr and hire someone to do whatever you need. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. But even in your home, so we wear so many hats, like going back to when my youngest daughter um, 
was going to college. Literally, when we were driving back from college, I said to my husband, you know, um, what are we going to do for dinner? And he goes, oh, we can stop. And then I was like, mm. I started this question, this conversation wrong. I said, um, I don't want to cook anymore. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm taking notes for the empty nesting period. I am taking notes. <laughs> And because sometimes delegation means you have to be willing to have a conversation. And that's sort of my point with that. I was like, I don't want to cook anymore. I've been doing it for the last 20 years. You know, the, and don't get me wrong. I love to cook. I love to experiment and do new, new, new things. But I didn't want the obligation the of it. Yes. I did not, because that's how it started feeling, mm-hmm. going to gro- gro- grocery shopping. As soon as I finished work, going to do this, I just didn't want it anymore. Now, I will be honest, what saved him was after this conversation, one night I was watching QVC and they had the Traeger on sale that I wanted. <laughs> so I I ended up smoking Meeks for about a year before I actually stopped cooking but now, you know, um, thank God, you know, he loves me. He does. Um, my husband now does HelloFresh. Oh. Or, because he didn't know how to cook. Right. Or um, we do meal prep. We um, There's a chef in the area that does meal prep. Um, and, you know, I want to kind of just stop here for a minute because I know some people may feel like, oh, you, but now you're spending money. Right, right. I have a few, a few things about that. First of all, we're spending the money anyway. Mm-hmm. If you're going grocery shopping and you're still stopping by the fast food store or the or the bodega or anywhere on your way home, <laughs> you're spending the money anyway. This way, you're deliberately just like you know, I I need help with this. I did not want to cook anymore, so I had a conversation and I delegated that. And that's the power of you know, really, when you're beginning to prioritize what's happening is you don't have to do everything yourself. Another rock moved. Another rock moved. And the other thing is, if you're committed to different things, you know, such as church or you're part of a group or, you know, anything that you're doing, and even at work, are you over committing yourself? Mm, 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 You're looking mm. at this list. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making all these sounds and noises because we often do overcommit ourselves. Exactly. And, and so when I think about this, I think about how we sometimes subscribe to things on our phone and we forget that we subscribe them, but we're still paying the price for it. Um. <laughs> I plead the fifth and I'm going to be quiet for that one. <laughs> From from some of these commitments is what I'm trying to say. And that means that, um, of course, if you've committed to it and there's certain things that you have to do now, carry out, keep your word, carry out what you said you were going Mm -hmm. to do. But then you need to have a conversation and say, I no longer can do this. I don't have the capacity to do this. You know, um, I'm giving you enough time to let you know that I need to step away from it. Because the point of really dealing with this overwhelmed problem is not to deal with it from a short-term perspective. This is a long-term thing that you're trying to do because you don't want to have to keep going back to this blocked tunnel, right? Um, And that's what we're trying to avoid. And if you don't do that, what's going to end up happening is that rock of that commitment is always going to be the foundation 
because you're you're starting from just that rock always staying in front of that tunnel because you haven't moved it. Um, so really prioritizing and delegating the responsibility, not taking on stuff and going back to your other point with delegating. If you are starting your own business. So one of the things for me, when I decided that I was going to pivot this, I started a team. Mm. I think it's critical. I couldn't do it and still be, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Be to show up the correct way for my clients, right? That's important to me. So I was like, I'm going to try this other approach. But if you do own your own, sometimes we'll see something that a person does and it's like, that's not the way that you would want to do it. And so we try to take it on and do it ourselves. We can't do that. We have to, we have to let people that we work with do what they're supposed to do. And if they're not capable or if it's not the capacity for them, they they can't handle it. Then you have to find somebody else to do it. Absolutely. It's a long term. Some of this stuff is tough to deal with, but the repercussions of not dealing with it and feeling overwhelmed about it months down the line, there's a greater impact of that happening. We are not meant to be and carry stress no. the way that we carry stress. No, no. I was I was just having a conversation uh, with my husband. I think it was this morning. I was just like, everyone is focused right now on work-life balance. You know, I see um, yes. clients for therapy and a lot of them, I, I, listen, first of all, shout out to the, what are they called? Gen Xers? Whatever the really yeah. younger ones, like you, when you out in oh, your twenty something, I'm Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Z, then right, yeah, There's Gen X, millennials, Gen Z. Okay, I'm millennial. So then, okay, Gen, yeah. So then, is what the Gen Zs, what whatever the the twenty yeah. something year olds. Yeah. <laughs> I give them so much kudos because I, I, you know, in, in, one of my clients has brought up. She's like, in my interview, my first question is, what is work life balance? Hmm. My, in my age group, we're not asking work-life balance. I think now people are, now people are assigning themselves to say like, I've just been so overwhelmed, especially after the pandemic and everything and all the pressure and, you know, just how Mm -hmm. just really things shifted for everyone in in Mm -hmm. the world. People are now asking for, looking for and needing work-life balance. And I think that goes back and it's not to digress, but with the overwhelm, the great resignation and everything people, yes. you, you're absolutely right. We're not meant to be in a stressful society. And this, no. this country in general has adopted this notion that yes. you have to, you know, you, you have to work these five days a week, 40, 50, yes. 60 hours and less time to have fun, less time with your family, yes. less time to connect for yourself. It's no wonder yes. we're all losing our minds here. You go to yes. another country and you're like, siesta, yeah, sleep at lunchtime. Right. Like yes. you guys are doing this. Like you have a four day work week. You guys have a year yes. off of maternity leave, like just so many different things. And it, it's, it's important for us to take hold of that. But I'm also just, this is an advice for everyone, just millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, every generation it's time to start focusing on work-life balance and balance for yourself. So thank you for bringing that up. I just felt, you know, passionate to, to kind of- No, I in. totally agree. I totally agree. As a management consultant, that's one of the things a lot of organizations are, are looking to change. Now, Especially now, now, well, now. I would say that- kind of They kind of knew before right, the pandemic. Right. But um, because I've I've been in these conversations where it's like because of the and I would venture to say it's probably the young millennials 
and then Gen Zers, yeah. Gen Zers who kind of force this. Be, and if you knew you wanted to attract this particular type of talent, then you knew you had to make that type of change. But the pandemic forced it. The pandemic said you now have to do this. And then for all of the other generations, to your earlier point, because everybody can, you know, well, pe- some people, I shouldn't say everyone, mm-hmm. had the opportunity to work from home. Right. They had a different experience. They, they were reminded of, oh, life and family hours was literally put back into yes. their calendar, right? Yes. I'm not now driving or, or or getting on the train and going to work for an hour and a half right. and coming back an hour and a right. half. That I just put three whole hours back into my life. Back into my day. And now you want me to go back? Let's talk about (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so it was forced at that point, um, you know, after the pandemic, because I think also, and I know we're really off topic, but I promise we'll get back. I think also, (laughs) I think also um, for some people, it reminded them of their values and of their relationships and what was important, right? Um, Whereas, you know, we, the way we grew up in New York, you go for, you go for work, you hustle, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, And, but what it forced everybody to do is stop for a moment and enjoy their family and appreciate their family, not just get up, you know, eat breakfast as you're going to work, right? right? You're stopping. And it also helped you value yourself because I I swear Peloton stock went up by then because now I have time. I'm not an hour and a half trying to get to work. I can squeeze 45 minutes in before that meeting. Or I could be on the meeting and on my Peloton, whichever one. (laughs) (laughs) Whichever one. There's that. Um, so I just think it gave us, it shifted our yeah. thinking and what, and gave us, um, it gave us the opportunity to value the things that are important to us again and hold those values in a higher priority in comparison to work. Yes. So um, I totally agree with yeah. you. I told, I think we're all there. Yeah. So, so, um, so just wanted to um, just tie in, um, with regards to, you know, overwhelmed, what, um, what is one thing that you would tell someone who is experiencing overwhelm besides, you know, your six stages, besides like identifying the rocks or the uh, sorting things out? What is like one major point that, that you want to hone in for someone who's feeling overwhelmed? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think just acknowledging why you're feeling overwhelmed is first and foremost. You have to just stop for a minute, like it, like we're, and say this is really a thing, because by the time we get to the point where we're stuck, we've been experiencing it for a while. We've just been putting it into the back of our head. Listen to your mind, listen to your body, and then seek to do something about it. Yes. I love it. That, that's the one thing that I would say more than anything, yeah. more than anything. Yeah. So Sherelle, where would people find you to help you with overwhelm? And now I'm so excited that you're talking about, uh, you know, the business aspect of it. Cause like I was saying, I, I wrote on my LinkedIn, um, um, about like a few days ago, a post there. I said, kudos to Google and Google kudos to meta who have are now hiring clinicians to work with their HR department 
to work oh, I on, love that. Yeah, on work-life balance. Like, you know, I got like a, a job alert just again. I was like, not looking for a job, you know, people say I have my private practice, but <laughs> no, because you know, people be like, I heard a podcast and let me go tell, you know. <laughs> but um I I was really, really impressed because these are not how do I say, uh, uh, in, in the, in not organizations that are, are working like in mental health or capacity, like where you want to like help right. nurture those who are in the field. But the fact that they're saying, let me find someone who can get to the root to help me keep work-life balance, help me keep my, my staff, help me, you know, have better morale. That is so impressive. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing that work. And I'm so glad that like meta and Google are doing this. Yes. Um, because it, it's, it's so super important, but that was another plug that I had to put in, but anyway, where can people find you, Sherelle? <laughs> I didn't know that that's what Google yeah, and Meta were doing. Yeah. I say, I agree with you. Kudos. I will also add that it's because people are, they recognize, I'm guessing that people bring their whole selves to work. And if, and if we're, and if you're creating this community by which you want to get things done, then you have to consider every part of the person. But um, where can people find yeah. me? It's really easy. It's everything is Sherelle Bates. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is at Sherelle Bates. Which I'll tag her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's also ShereleBates.com. Um, and LinkedIn is also Sherelle Bates. And so those are the three places. I do also have a podcast if anyone Yay, wants to listen. Yes. You thinking what I'm thinking. I love it. Um, and hopefully one day you can visit me on Absolutely. my podcast. <laughs> um, and if you want, I can share a link to the actual six stages as yeah. well. So send me the link um, and then I'll put it in the show notes so that everyone can click on it. And guys, you know that perfect. I've uploaded on my Instagram page. Make sure you yes. look out for Sherelle. She has some valuable content. Sherelle, thank you so, so much for being here. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.